the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. Welcome to Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All righty, I'm Brittany Sandoval. That was my co-host, Jamie Gassert, and I am lucky enough to call her mom. I want to acknowledge this hour's sponsor, Southwest Point of Sale, and I want to thank Black Forest Motorsports for all of their support. 40 years of experience working on BMWs, Minis, and Porsches. Whether you're looking for a dealer alternative or you want to go racing, consider going to Black Forest Motorsports. Check them out at blackforestautomotive.com. That was blackforestautomotive.com. Well, happy Mother's Day. There are a lot of mothers out there, and I know we have some extra mothers listening. Happy Mother's Day to Mama Patricia, Jolene, Cindy, Danielle, Lena Joe, Bev, Sally, and maybe even Heidi, Heather, Sarah, Nilsa, and Brigitte. There's a lot of extra listeners today. They're super excited. Mama, yes, how ma'am. you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Not a problem. So, uh, listeners, this might sound a little different. Dave is playing hooky as I was last weekend, but we both promised to be back in studio next Sunday. But buckle up, because he left me in charge. (laughs) And uh, I have not only my mother, who is my co-host, but I brought in a special guest as well. (laughs) So, what I love about this trio here is all three of us have two big things in common. They're giving me the, what is she about to say, look. (laughs) Um, So, correct me if I'm wrong, you two. Um, All three of us have thrown a leg over a two-wheeled vehicle and waited in staging for a race, of course. And all three of us have been live on stage for a performance. Is this true? This is very true. So, along with my co-host, Jamie, we have Greg Goodwin. Welcome, both of you. Thanks for having me, for sure. (laughs) How are you? Good. Always good. Yeah. So, since this is Racer Radio... What all have you raced? Because we met with four wheels, but now you're on two wheels. Like, what all have you raced or plan to race? I started with my dad back in New Hampshire in late models. Oh, so dirt. Yeah. Four uh, wheels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I always tried to stay on two wheels here and there. You know, never really uh, raced a lot on two wheels, but mostly only on four wheels. So it was fun on two wheels, race four wheels. Yeah. Now I'm slowly getting back into the two wheel racing. So right to... now, asphalt. Yes. Okay. Okay. And um, so, let's rewind a little. I I believe 
My first memory of you was um, probably around 2016. My first season of racing a dwarf car. Listeners, sorry, I know I talk about dwarf cars all the time. A little white car. Yeah, I had a little number two. (laughs) And I hear kind of in my pit area, what the heck are you doing here? But you were saying that to Steve. Yes. (laughs) I I thought I recognized him, but it was so out of place. Right. You know, I'm like, well, if it was in a club, I probably right. would have noticed him right away. Yes, yes. But I'm sitting there like, I swear I know that guy. I don't know where I know him from. And then it just clicked. Like, he used to promote my old band, Mower. Uh, yeah, and Mower. And so we have that in common. So Mower used to play out as slower. So they yes. would take your music that you did fast and punk. Yep. And do more like loungy, and then that's where the the band that I was in, Chemistry with Steve, uh, we would play with them as slower, but yeah, you were mower. And, and I only played with them as mower. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Girl, I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> so then we raced four wheels, dirt track. Yes. What? And then you kind of left for a little while. I took a little break off. Uh, my wife's a little sick, so I tried to take some time off and spend with her, and she's getting a little bit better, so Good now news. I'm trying to balance everything out. Right. But then something drew you to two wheels and asphalt recently. Uh, within the last five years, yeah. I've been really starting to you know, go to track days and get my skills honed in, and uh, I did it. Because my four-wheel racing was starting to lag. Okay. The age is getting to me. I'll be 52. So I want to get my balance back. <laughs> okay. Cause like, um, I was just on two wheels for the first time in a long time yesterday. Uh, my dad and I went for a ride for his 70th birthday. 50th. Is that what you want to say, Dad? And, um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I like the cage. You know, with age comes the cage. Right. But you're going at it the other direction. Yeah, I just uh, I just love the aggressiveness of motorcycles <laughs> on the street and on the track. It's just another level. So what and, tracks? Where are you going for track days? Uh, so I take, I got a little 300 uh, R3. They nice. take up the apex. Oh. And I like, because it's a nice little tight track and I just hone in on skill and and balance, you mentioned. Balance, yeah, and you know, and and uh, just learning how to get through corners, like just like in a dirt track. So, like I said, I haven't been on two wheels in a in a quite a while, and uh, my dad pulled over, you know, and you know this and that, and I go, I was grinning really big because I haven't done uh, the counter steering in a while, and that is so fun. Oh yeah, and it's like. Between counter steering or, you know, with, with racing dirt track, if you got the setup right, you're going left, but you're turning right. Like, those two things give me chills. And I just oh, yeah. thought, like, there's so many people who don't experience that. They're missing out. They're, they are. They are. <laughs> right? And I, I try to uh, get my friends into it. Uh, my buddy Damon, he had been a racer that took a long time off. Uh-huh. And I've had always had my green car i call it it's just yeah oh okay you're it's, talking it's, dirt track yeah yes no, uh, you're back track. to dirt I'm track four wheels <laughs> yeah, because four i wheels. know who damon is okay yeah. right yeah. So, for the listeners he's talking about dirt track circles again okay. <laughs> sorry jumping back and forth yeah. but i always try to get my friends to experience what i love i know so i he raced my green car for two years i tried to get another friend into it and he practiced it, but he said straight up, this is not for me. It isn't for everybody. You're right. I mean, 
We've had, uh, I go back to Bob Freiheit, his optometrist, um, or maybe it was the surgeon who worked on his eyes. Um, he was a Porsche guy. And um, he's like, I can do that. So he drives up, he's in his driver's suit, driving in his Porsche up Wildcat Canyon to go up to a practice at Barona because Bob said, fine, you can take my dwarf car out for a practice. He got in the car and only just started to put the belts on. And he's like, I need out. I need out now. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even get strapped in because it, it isn't for everybody. It, it really is. It's nice of you to offer. I, I try to get any one of my friends that want to sit in my car and go around the track. I'm more than willing well, to put and, them in. And sometimes it sticks because Damon bought he's the car. All, well, right? he bought Frank's old car. Okay, I knew he bought a car. Yep. It's purple now. It was uh, Bobby Thompson's old car. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he seems to be having a lot of fun. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he loves it. He was just over yesterday helping me set up my car because the uh, fiasco we had at our last race. It, it took, <laughs> I think my dad said it took us 12 minutes to complete our first lap because there was I, I so it. much going on. And I got beat on so much the first and two races that for some reason the third race I got out of there clean. Like I it think was, it was nice. 17 cars, 10 of us finished, I think. Like <laughs> yeah, well, there was one line and hopefully you got that one line until yeah, things yeah, dried yeah, up. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so I feel like you've come back strong, though, and I thought I heard you say you got some suspension. Yes, I... I you invested. Uh, no, I learned how to oh. build my shocks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so now I build all my own shocks now. Oh, and because I making... built that car. Well, you turned it from a truck into a sedan, didn't you? Yeah. Well, when I first built it, I thought I wanted a truck, so I built the truck, and then uh, I didn't think that had an advantage on it. I feel the sedans like, like the air resistance. Yeah, and I think the way the sedans are, they. They kind of act like a wing. Yeah, exactly. With so that, yeah, I, drag. I I took the truck apart, the back section, and then just made it a sedan. So you tested with. it. Is this true? Your theory? I I think it does hold true. Yeah. Yeah. I would see the physics in it, yeah. which I love the physics behind and setup. I, I did the roof. I scalloped the roof, so it's kind of winged. So you might want to stop talking now. People <laughs> yeah. might be listening and uh, recalling during tech. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brendan, this is the first time I've been on this side of the table. Do we need to go for a quick break? It's a, it's up to you. You know, we can go right now. <laughs> okay, we can go later. Yeah. I'm looking at the clock here. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, we do have a lot more to come right here on Racer Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Oh, this is instilling a story. Welcome back. You are listening to Racer Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody, treats you better than El Cajon Ford. The inventory is starting to climb new and used, so when you are ready to pull the trigger, go to ElCajonMotors.com. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. Thank them for supporting Racer Radio every week. Thank you for that. So, uh, Brendan, you got Run the Jewels on, and um, it sparked a memory with you, Greg. So, uh, to the listeners, um, I mentioned in the opening that all three of us not only race, we're racers, but we're also musicians. We're going there early because that, <laughs> that song just uh, inspired. So, I, uh, I use music. 
Um, I use it to relieve stress, whether it's writing or listening to it. I use it to get me in a mood or out of a mood. And, and that song and that band especially puts me in that mood before I go out on the track. Nice. So do, do you find that at all? Does, what, does music move you? But I still have that story. I oh, to... music always moves me, for it... sure. I don't run it like you do in the car before. Because <laughs> I, I see you listening to music like right in your car, right as you go and then out. I have to take her iPod. I'm not set up like that. <laughs> okay. But uh, I... I do use it to get pumped up for sure. So, uh, Dirt Dude, I hear you're on the line. I still got to get to this story because it's most embarrassing for me. But, Dirt Dude, thank you uh, for joining us. How are you? Dude, I thought I'd just click in and say hi. Uh, knowing Greg for a while, back when in the early days, like uh, yeah. before we really started taking over Brona Speedway, we ran like Temecula Speedway. And um, we yep. did a Nationals at, at Brona a long time. And that's, I think that's probably when I first met Greg. Yep. Goodwin. Uh, Bardo he had a he had a home built car and we were actually just kind of playing around with that, uh, you know, doing some racing here, there, Arizona, Manzanita. Oh man, there's a lot of a lot of names. Like I remember Frank was always hanging around there. Uh, Tom Eaton and Bob Eaton had a car. Yeah, yeah, Rich Rose those are old. Class from the past. Oh yeah, back when that, I mean that's we first started going. We were watching Rich Rose. Um, and and Tom and Bob Eaton, and that's what got us into it. We started looking at their cars, and you know what, what, what they run in the Peter D. And so we went to Arizona and uh, went to one of the factories there, and kind of took some pictures and ideas on how to make it. And Bardo built his in his own garage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was you yours, is yours a home built too? Yeah, I built mine. <laughs> yep. Because I mean, like at the time, there was like. Peter D and I think Eminem was just starting to come on the board there, and um, there was another guy that I was trying to remember that was who who was the guy that brought all all pretty much dwarf carb into the Southern Triple California? E? John the uh, Eblings. I remember the Ebling uh, was manufacturing a lot of cars. This is all before my but, time, you two. <laughs> but trying to remember John's name. John, he was an older older gentleman. He's always he's been at the track a lot. Oh, John Henry. Yes, that's yeah. it. John Henry. Yeah, was love the guy that guy. That was like kind of brought dwarf car to Southern California. Oh, yep. That's it. I bought my first car off of him. And what time and period was, are we talking? This would be two thousand one. We were thinking. more towards like ninety eight. Wow. 90, 95, 98. Yeah, he was going to Barona since ninety eight when it first started. Whole different century. Yep. When Scribolito <laughs> had the track. Yeah, we were actually going before Scribs even took the track over. And then when Scribs took the track over, that's when we started being part of the Temecula Speedway thing. And then after that fell apart, kind of came back to Barona again then. Yep. And then I remember Bob Lee was trying to put together a track up there near Temecula. In Temecula, yeah, this is Bob Lee. That's the track that I went and worked with him for a while. And we were actually like, that's remember back when... Uh, um, Victorville. Victorville was had oh, a nice yeah. track. I used to love Everyone going to go track. there. <laughs> it depends. I mean, if you got in the hole or out of the hole, like sometimes there'd be a, a hole in turn three and two. Turn uh, one, Gregory is agreeing with as, you. <laughs> big as the car. Like they'd say, a car as disappeared. Big as the car. Out. <laughs> Your car would yeah, fall in. A car disappear. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it was there and sometimes it wasn't. You could use that to your advantage. But I remember like, oh, man, Gordon Holman and all those guys. We used to travel to go to all that. Ron 
Ron Dunlap. Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. And he's back out. Yeah. Someone had just posted some pictures, and I think you were – they had a picture of Bardo's car, and I think you were there, picture of your car, maybe Frank. But they were like – it was the old track photographer from Temecula and from Barona had a bunch of pictures, and someone actually had all of them. I was like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like to get my hands on those. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for the little – History yeah, there, a little Dirk memory did. lane. Well, yeah, a little memory <laughs> lane, a little lane I never was in because. Well, you're in your own lane now. I'm in yeah. my own lane <laughs> now. Because you are running a show, yeah. girl. <laughs> the fast lane. Yeah, it's a fun lane to be in, but you know, all those dates you were mentioning, I wasn't even thinking I would ever get to race a car, let alone do it. So never give up. There's a little. You, yeah. You, yeah, never give up. So, so we, Greg, are you going to stay in a dwarf car? What's your plans for the future? Right? I'm, and stuff? I'm stuck in dwarfs. <laughs> I want to know how you got into dwarfs if you were doing the late model. Uh, I used to go to Frank Dameron's shop at Sunset Cliff Auto. Oh. <laughs> and he's, he was working on my Nova. I got a 68 Nova. He was doing some work on it, and I saw his. And, uh, the I wanted, yellow one? Uh, was no, it? it was a purple. Oh. It was like, yeah, it was way long ago. Okay. And I was just like, hey, what's up with that? He's like, come on out to Barona and check like it out. Like you're doing, like you do now. Yep. Yeah. And so I went out and I'm like, I got to get me one of those yeah. things. <laughs> I understand. Yep. And that was, that was kind of the class that I liked just from a spectator point of view yeah. as a spectator watching i'm like that looks like fun looks like everyone there's having fun i'm gonna i'm gonna try that and i think as a spectator there's two different points of view some people see them as little rockets and then do you ever get the oh that's so cute every now and then <laughs> until yeah. they come and watch us yeah <laughs> until we're moving <laughs> i just got it last week in the in the pits oh that's so cute i'm all yeah it's a cute little rocket <laughs> Dirt Dude, um, I think he might be afraid to announce it uh, live on radio, but I think it's his favorite. Okay. It's dwarfs. I think I've, it's his favorite. It's no secret. I've, I've told everyone before, dwarf cars and modifieds are my two favorite groups. boy, Way to have an opinion. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's got to be hard to commentate a dwarf race with all the like <laughs> lane changes and everyone's like flopping yeah, everyone positions. Stay in their cars and not change colors and names and everything. Oh, I know. Because I, I know everybody because they pretty much stay in the same car and yeah. the same numbers. Yeah. I, I was trying to watch a Nationals up at Quincy last night, and I don't know half the people because they changed their color scheme, and then it's too small on my phone to see a number. <laughs> so I'm like, yay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So there's racing next weekend. You want to talk about that? I know I'm excited about it, dirt dude. Oh, yeah. I, well, I don't have anything. I'm out in town doing some errands, and I oh. was like, I, I don't have the schedule. Oh, I, I know do. we have. Okay. I, okay. I was going to mention, though, dwarf cars are kind of on that limited. You guys going to be taking some time off for this summer. Yes. And then, so you have, what, two more races yes, left for the season? Yes, we run through May, and it looks like next week we have the IMCA Modified, IMCA Sport Mods, the uh, Lightning Sprints Non-Winged, so that'll be fun. That's a lot more like a dwarf car without yep. that wing. Uh, the Dwarf Cars, IMCA, it says Stock Car Forward Slash Street Stocks. Does that mean they're running them together? Yeah, that's, that's what we have been doing. The IMCA Street Stock and the Verona Street Stock, this is the last year of that. That's 
We're switching over to IMCA street stock. Oh, okay, got it. And I don't want to uh, miss the uh, pony stocks are also ra- racing along with the junior drivers. Yeah, hopefully they can you know get a turnout and, and do good. I know I, I, everyone I talk to, like when they're a junior driver and they're like, I'm going to go into a pony. I'm yeah. like, ah, well, <laughs> yeah. good luck with that. You know, it's like one of those thumbs up. Good luck with that. Yeah. Who knows how long they're going to be around. I, I really... Wish it would, they, they would do good, but, you know, it's kind of a, a struggling group. It's, you know, part, like when we did we, our, our pro stocks that we had and, you know, it's doing great. And everyone, you know, get a good group. And then all of a sudden it started getting like, you get like seven. Now you get four. And then now yeah. it's the same ones. And, and then, you know, everyone's afraid of the one person that wins all the time. Oh, You're like, yeah. well, but you know, it's the way it is. Is this because it's hard to come by those cars now? It's hard to find them? I think so. I mean, they are getting aged out. Where you know you don't find ponies that much anymore. Right. But and a lot of people have them. But then it's like no one really brings them out. Like you go to Orange Show, they're still popular. Oh, Orange Show. They still have the numbers. I see. Well, maybe now a junior driver could go into the sport compact. That's the next thing. I'm like, dude, that's like the entry level for you know any kid, any junior driver getting to the track, or you know a pure stock. A pure stock's a good start you know uh, at an entry-level race car yeah and and uh greg is nodding yes. but on on radio you say yes <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <Yeah. laughs> greg i'm giving you a thumbs up can you tell right now yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. no it was two thumbs up, it was two thumbs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm holding the phone with the other one so i yeah. gotta have oh, only yeah. one thumb okay, right no. now yeah 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 so you got um, dirt dude you listen to the show regularly you're gonna have to keep listening for our caller coming in uh calling in for the next segment because apparently he recently raced at barona i'm not going to give away the rest of it so that i can keep you all listening you're gonna make me sit in my car and, and anticipate this next one exactly huh? everybody all listeners including you because the little uh background that i got on him i was like oh, i had to read it twice i was like really so it's ought to be interesting next segment yes so our crazy weekend last weekend, did you see the footage of Shane, Sex and Crash? Oh, yes. Dave actually. Oh, and I think it looks like Gregory's face is telling me he saw it, too. Um, uh, the first thing I asked was, was he okay? And I heard yes. And then I made the comment, uh, and nothing against the fire crew and emergency crew, but if I had been in it, it seemed like it took a, lo- a long time for someone to get to him. I'm sure it was just like, you know, seconds, but he was... Yeah, lots of flips. Landed on the side, I think. And they were uh, quick. They were quick enough. I mean, like as soon as he went, like I was watching because you can see the lights. As soon as he started going in there, the first time he's not even off the ground yet, they go red yeah. automatically. Yeah. And then yeah, because you hear the sirens for a little bit before they get there, but it's still they're coming from the middle. Yeah, the he's infield. at the far end, and yeah, yeah, nothing against them, but it must feel like a lifetime. <laughs> But yeah, I heard you that are like, <laughs> yeah, I think there's like 10 minutes span in there, you know. Yeah, so, feels like it. What were you going to say? Greg? I was going to say that it looked pretty brutal from the in-car cam I saw. Oh, I didn't see in-car. Yeah, someone has an in-car of it. Oh, yeah. I rumor has a new chassis. He's going to have to get. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, my co-host is pointing out the clock. Thank you, mom. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So we're going to take a quick break. But we do have more to come. Thank you, Dirt Dude, for calling in right here on Racer Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hi.
All righty. Welcome back. You are listening to Racer Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. If you have not been to Paris Auto Speedway, you have got to go. For more information, go to parisautospeedway.com. It is an amazing place, which, Greg, you said you have raced. I cannot believe it. Yeah. Dwarf cars. (laughs) That's so crazy. And we might get to that in that last segment because Scott Delosio, so he sets up callers to call in for the third segment. And he has found us a hot one today. Here's the little briefing that I got. Uh, Today's call-in guest caught on fire. At Barona a couple weeks ago, Mr. Ken McWilliams, welcome. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) So mellow. Yeah, you seem okay with it. Is this true? Did you really catch on fire at Barona a few weeks ago? Yeah, we were leading the heat race, and uh, under caution, one of the factory fuel lines, uh, the seal came off, and uh, I think it hit the exhaust, and... Yeah, it caught on fire pretty quickly. That is not a good combination. What he no, and and Greg's face is agreeing with yeah, me once uh, again. Grimace. Yeah. So, are you trying to get yourself another car? Have you gotten yourself another car? Yeah, I got another car. Um, I had one that I brought out the first night at Barona, and we had some issues. So I brought out my original car, and then obviously that caught on fire. So now I don't have a plan B. I just have. To hope that plan a works out now right. and uh you know we're at the mechanic shop right now and trying to figure out what it is and figure out what the issue is and hopefully we could bring it out to paris and uh you know continue fighting for the points and state <sighs> points he's fighting for points so what division are we talking about uh it's just the the imca four compacts the four cylinder got it got it did you see that co-host Yes, I did. You saw that fire? As as we were leaving, I saw the engines running towards it, and somebody said there was a fire. Oh. So I thought, oh, I hope it turns out well. Well, I think there are enough sport compacts out there that he's going to be able to have a plan B as well. What do you think? He should. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I had uh, last race was in the heat race, so uh, one of my friends, he drives a, a car out there, and he loaned it for me for the main event so i can keep up with the points and stuff like that let's hear this friend's name this is a really good friend who was that if you want to give him a shout out yeah it was my my buddy andrew it was a honda unfortunately you know please expand on that please expand on it was a honda unfortunately could you could you expand on that well you know we're uh there's a group of friends of us that all race together and we give him a hard time to drive hondas and all the rest of us who drive uh Cavaliers, so we always tell them, you know, Team Cavaliers is the way to go. So I don't know. Is there an expression like eating crow right now? Honda. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know. He's a nice dude, and, and he let me jump in, and, you know, I, I can't thank him enough. Yeah, so. that is a nice dude. Good friend. So if you are yeah. racing Barona and Paris, I mean, those are two different tracks. Uh, do you have a preference of small track versus big track? I mean, that's a big track. Paris. Um, I like the smaller track just because the cars are closer. Yeah, they are. Uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit more of a of a talent than a a horsepower. Right. Um, at least in my opinion. So Paris, you know, it's a little bit more of a of a horsepower track, but you still got to have 
you know, obviously the talent to, to wheel it into the turns at the speed, no matter yeah. what class you're driving. So, um, I like the smaller tracks better, but Paris, I mean, their facility is amazing. It's top notch facility. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been racing there for a long time, in, almost 20 years. I believe. In other divisions? Yeah, I ran, I ran the little four cylinder division when they had it a long time ago. I ran street stocks. I ran the factory stock there. I ran the figure eight stuff there. Now back to the four. I ran just about everything except for a modified, I think. Any interest? Uh, yeah, but my wallet doesn't. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Did what you have something favorite? to say? Yeah. I was just, what was your favorite running up there? You know, they all have their own thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I really like the four sonar class just because it's a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot harder to buy, I guess, horsepower, as you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little bit a lot closer together. Um, the figure eights, they're always fun. I mean, that's fun. That's intense. So They're fun to watch. Intense. <laughs> they are. They, the crowds that we get for that are just uh it's just cool when you get out of the car and you just hear everybody yelling and screaming because, you know, it was a good show. So um, yes. I like it all. It's like being a rock star when you get into. out. Yeah. yeah. He likes it <laughs> all. Yeah. I mean, I could finish last and people cheer and it makes it so good. Even if they're not cheering for you and somebody else, it's still, you know, you just tell them that they're cheering for you. Yeah, it's a good it's show. Good. My co-host and I have been up a couple of times to watch that Night of Destruction night. Have you seen it, Greg? Uh, no, I've only been up there to see the uh, sprints. Oh, okay. Well, I highly recommend it. The listeners probably know because I get really excited when they do it. The figure eights, sometimes they have trailers attached. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, I've done it. Pardon? Oh, I said, yeah, I've done it all. I've done it with the trailers. I've done it with the regular figure eight. I've done everything at the Night of Destruction with the exception of the double deckers. But we're. Uh... Oh, those were fun. <laughs> so, can you describe that? For a listener that doesn't know what the double decker is, because the double decker is amazing, can you describe that, please? Yeah, you got the top. Uh, you got two cars stacked on top of each other. The top one is just a shell, so there's no motor, no trans. Uh, I think you could even take the the front and rear uh, tires and axles off, if I remember correctly. You probably want less and, weight uh, up there. <laughs> yep, you want yeah, less weight up there. Bring that center of gravity probably, down. Probably yep, and. Um, the driver on the top controls the steering, and then the driver on the bottom <laughs> controls the gas. Isn't that awesome? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> now, uh, the last one I went to, I feel like it was at the end of last season, a couple of them went over. Like, top. Okay, my co-host, who can talk, is oh. actually holding up three fingers. Like, yeah, all yeah, but one of them went over. Three went over. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and I you did, were cheering. see him too much. Yeah, I don't get to see those too much. I get to just watch them on the YouTube after, but because yeah, you're in staging or you're in the pit, over. you're in the pits getting ready. Yeah, generally in staging or trying to fix the car or take the trailer off and get ready for the next race or uh, helping somebody out. But um, yeah, those cars they're getting faster and faster, and people get more comfortable. So yeah, that's a good point. A, you know, they're guaranteed to tip at least once a night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so earlier you said chasing points. What's your plan for this season? Well, uh, we started out racing some races out in Arizona um, just to kind of get back into the swing of things. And then uh, 
I wanted to run for points, state points last year for IMCA, but I had a couple prior commitments that it just didn't work out. So this year, uh, that is our goal. So mm-hmm. uh, we raced at Ventura, Verona, Paris, and we're pretty much just going to stick around to those tracks. Oh, my gosh. Um, Ventura to <laughs> Paris. So he just mentioned the smallest track I've ever raced to the biggest one I've ever seen in person. Wow. You do do yeah. it all. I, I uh, Luckily, I have a, a wife that allows me to. And uh, it's fairly affordable class. Yeah, it, so absolutely. It doesn't. Unless you catch on fire, then that's another. Well, yeah, I mean, you should cut down on that. If if you can help, maybe write that out of your season plan. One fire done. Check yeah. check that off. Do you now? You mentioned your wife. That's awesome. You have her support. Any other sponsors you want to give a shout out to? Um, right now it's mainly just uh, myself, my wife, um, my dad helps me out, Jose's tractors, and uh, I mean that's that's pretty much it. We're we're very uh, low budget this year. Understood. I'm going through a home remodel. I like yeah. to stay out of trouble. <laughs> it's less port parts I have to order and and buy, and staying out of trouble. It's a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Rolling it on the trail. I like to start start in the back. I never want to start in the middle. The middle can be yeah. You get bumped around. Get bumped. Around. Yeah. And, exactly. that, and we've said that. My crew said that. I I drove it on the uh, trailer at night. That was a win. Yes. <laughs> yep. Especially in the little exactly. Especially in what, Greg? Especially in open wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is your horn hooked oh, yeah. up on your car? Just curious. Uh, no. No horns hooked up. All the ACs taken out. I mean, these things, they're, they're pretty stock, but they're starting to become more and more racy because, you know, people are trying to figure out ways where they could shed weight and, yeah. and gut them out more yeah. and more. Even though you're not supposed to, but... I mean, uh, the bad thing about IMCA is, is is they've a set of rules, but it's all just depending on how that tech official interprets the rules. So, <laughs> you know, it could vary from from track to track, but for the most part, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I know Paris and Bruno; they do a pretty good pretty good job of being on the same page. Yeah, you needed to say that because they're going to be checking you soon. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's totally fine. I'm. I'm uh, People don't understand, you know, I, I had a $300 motor from the junkyard, and that car I did, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it never finished out of third place unless it broke. And, Smooth driver. You know, I don't know what about those cars. I don't know about the driver part. I just had a technical question for him. Uh, so the Sport Compacts, do those ca- can you buy those cages from Summit, or do you have to make those cages uh, just in the shop? Like, how do you cage so those things in? Yeah, so I think there's some dude on the internet that sells some cages. Um, oh, some guy named Larry Dickinson or something. <laughs> um, I know another, a few other guys locally that build them, but uh, for the most part, I mean. So you're I, on I your own. <laughs> yeah, I think it's easier just to build your own cage because then, you know, I mean, we're not all the same height, and we're not all the same yeah, length. That's yeah, that's true. But easier to move some stuff around. Because I know you with the Camaros and and the Mustangs, you can buy those kits uh-huh. from Summit and just kind of bolt it in and weld it up. But I guess those yeah. guys are all custom fabbed. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
if you're running the factory stocks or the hobby stocks, I mean, you're offsetting those cages and yeah. and doing a bunch of stuff to those things to get the, the weight where you want it. One last question. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yep. I'm just so go curious ahead. also. Um, are you allowed to run an automatic, or are they all stick shift? Is it 50-50? Do you have a choice? You can run automatic or stick. I prefer stick because it's easier. you got the option to run in second gear, third yeah. gear, and then obviously your tire combo. I yeah. mean, it's not like uh, it's a quick change where we could just switch out gears. So <laughs> yeah. We yeah. just switch out the front two and switch, uh, you know, for running second or third and Hope for the best. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, you know what? Good luck to you this season. You got the fires out of the way, so let's stop that. And uh, kudos to the wife for the support as well. And uh, a shout out to Honda owners. Sorry, no, I mean no offense, but he, your buddy, your buddy, uh, saved him. yeah, saved you. Ken McWilliams. Well, you, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say he's a good guy, but you know, as but he drives about, a Honda. Uh, Team Cavalier, you know, all the way. <laughs> I hear you. My co-host, uh, I think you raced a Yamaha. Whatever I grew up with. It's my mom, by the way, on Mother's Day, my co-host. <laughs> yeah. She had a sticker on the back fender that said, I'd rather eat worms than ride a Honda. Do you remember that? Your dad put that on there, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to go to a quick commercial break. Best of luck to you, Mr. McWilliams. Uh, we do have more to come. Please hang out right here on Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Racer Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us this hour. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This final segment is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic. Check them out. They have, Greg, they're in they have their own in-house dyno, just so you know. Oh. They will work on anything you have and make sure whatever they do, they can prove it. Check them out on certifiedcarcare.net. That was certifiedcarcare.net. Yes, a dyno. Get Hi, your, Mike. Get your dwarf car on that thing. I See what it's pushing at the rear wheels. Well, that's true, but my, my crew chief would say it's not the car, it's the driver. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the nut yeah. behind the wheel. Yeah, the loose nut behind yeah, the wheel. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So uh, earlier, I, I had a story, and it was inspired by Brendan, who's doing a great job. Thank you, Brendan, for joining us today Um, he works the board and he's always a pleasure to work with every week um so he played a little run the jewels earlier and sprung and uh, i listen before going into staging to music i mentioned earlier i use music and I, i bring this up with my students sometimes or people who are struggling with you know depression or anxiety i i use music as i mentioned earlier to bring me out of a mood or put me in a mood so, this story involves the two people sitting across from me, what? and they haven't figured it out yet. No, we <laughs> They're making weird faces. I was sitting and staging, and, and for the listeners, uh, Greg and I have had some really good battles out there on the track. I would say, you know, we get out of the car and we're like, oh, did you do this? And you did that? And I did this? And, and it was all fun. It's dirt track, so we've, yeah. we've used our... Robin's uh, racing. And- yeah, the Nerf bars are there for a reason. Yes. Yes, yes. But it's been some, some clean racing. Um, so I go back, oh gosh, maybe it was four years ago. I'm in staging and I am listening to Rage Against the Machine. It's usually Sprung Monkey, Stay Down, um, Suicidal Tendency, You Can't Bring Me Down, which is on the back of my car, and then lots of Run the Jewels. Lots of Run the Jewels. Um, <laughs> listeners, you may or may not want to look them up. Uh, it's aggressive. <laughs> Anywho, I was listening to Rage the Machine. I'm in, in my car and staging, and I apparently, 
everyone in staging heard me go, Mom! <laughs> Tell Greg I'm listening to Rage the Machine, oh, Rage yeah. Against the Machine, because you were in a Rage Against the Machine band, right? Yeah, we do a tribute act to Rage, I, and I think yep. I saw you once in Algonquin or one. I don't know. I don't know where the 52 and the 67. Cross. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That show. So I'm like, Mom, <laughs> tell Greg because you were in staging, and she goes, she sticks her head in, she goes, I don't have to tell him. Everybody just heard you. <laughs> I was blasting yeah. it and I was excited and it reminded me of this Rage Against the Machine. So I don't want to forget about this whole music tie that the three of us have. My mother, uh, a musician, she actually taught me Pink Panther in third grade and I was hooked. <laughs> I got piano lessons and have played my entire life. Yep. But you as well um, have been in many bands. Yeah. How? Been a why? Lot of, uh, just, I don't know. It soaked up a lot of, a lot of good time. I had friends that were interested into the same music, and uh, it usually just started being friends. And oh, you play bass? I know a right. drummer. Right. Let's just put something together. Right. You know, that's and, how and it, it just, goes, yeah, and it and clicks or it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you know sometimes it doesn't, and you just everyone goes their separate ways or whatever. Yes. But you know, I've always, uh, I, I'd say I've been doing it since I was fourteen. Nice. Yeah. So originals and covers? Yeah, everything. Like, I play banjo in a bluegrass band. Oh. And I play, like, dobro and violin Holy and cow. all that stuff. Wow. Okay, so so far you like, what, Brendan? He's got a face now. What? Well, I'm just listening. I'm finding this interesting. <laughs> I can read faces. I'm a middle yeah. school teacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't know wow. all of those instruments. Yeah, I do a lot of hillbilly music. <laughs> I've done, a, you know, we'll do line dances, and I'll... I'll a live band at a li- line dance? Line dances, oh, and, fun. like, we'll have a caller sit in. They'll ship the caller in from out of state. I have we'll no put, idea what you're talking about. I'm they sorry. call the line dance. Oh! You know, grab your partner, yeah. and that whole thing. <laughs> and like then do si Oh, cool. You know, and, yeah, and... Uh, Where do you do that? In San Diego? Well, I used to dive a lot, and I would travel around, and I used a lot of times Facebook and Craigslist to find open jams. Got it. Because uh, bluegrass music is pretty traditional and yeah. everyone knows the same right. songs. Yeah. So you don't really have to practice. You can literally <laughs> throw a band together. What key is this again? You know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Or do cheat sheets or, uh-huh. you know, yeah. fake books and stuff like progression. that. Yep. And uh, a lo- uh, more times than not, when I'm in town, I'll pick up a band and we'll just go play bluegrass music oh, that's at pretty cool you know my mom used to do roller skate rinks yes well it paid the bills yeah. <laughs> i did keyboard was known as gracie for grace slick but i think i just dated myself maybe a little bit <laughs> the big organs yes. like oh the, yeah she had the hammond and the b3 and the oh. leslie speaker mm-hmm. okay. yeah yep i was in a funk band and the keyboard player would bring his Hammond B3 with his Leslie cabinet. Yes. And it was just, on wheels. Yep. Beautiful sounding machine. Yes. So now you are doing, the bluegrass I'm assuming is. That's, um, I, I still do that now and then. Oh, in San Diego? Yeah. There's a very big bluegrass community in San Diego. Uh, What's a big venue you might be at? Uh, for bluegrass, usually not. We do coffee shops. Okay. And uh, trying to think where it's just. Not on the top of That's my brain. Okay. So, but, but you those... can go on Craigslist, and there's a list of bluegrass jams uh, throughout the, the whole county. 
So um, it's traditional, so I guess I would be in the cover category. Right. But you do originals as well? Yeah, I was, I've was. i been in original bands, mostly when I was younger. Mower was Mower original? Mower was original, and then I was in another band back in New Hampshire. We played mountain metal is what we called it. A Did suicide. you make up that genre, or is that no, really No, that's a, a actually genre. a genre okay. that's okay. out there. You know, that was a question for my friend, for my <laughs> listeners. Yes. Uh, mountain metal, okay. Yeah. And that was uh, just a band back in New Hampshire. A bunch of us friends got together, played Boston a lot. Uh, that type I did. Of thing. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing now? Because you are opening for someone that every a lot of people are going to know. Yeah, we do a Rage Against the Machine tribute. And You're still in that? Yeah. Oh, because apparently uh, yeah. I like to listen to Rage. Oh, I thought you were done with that. <laughs> no, no. We, we still kept that together. And we're playing, what, the OC Tavern uh, on the 21st. And we're playing with May twenty first this month. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and we're playing with a Nine Inch Nails tribute act oh. <laughs> and a Megadeth tribute act. Okay, bring and, the uh, earplugs. Yes. Not that it's bad, but it's loud. <laughs> no, it'll be loud. And then the following week, I'm going to miss that race. Oh, our last one before we're yeah, off for before two the break, months. But I, it was too good to you know to say no to. We're, yeah. we're warming up for Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah, you can't yeah, say, say the, that again. You're opening for who? Limp Biscuit. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, where? At the Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas. Oh, Vegas. wow! Yeah. And it's a pretty big venue. So, and they're paying really well. So. You can't say no to those. No, of- <laughs> there's no. I can't think of a reason you should you say know. no. I mean, it is a race day. Yeah, it was, and I was kind of hemming and hawing on mm-hmm. it, and then they kept just saying, "Well, we get free hotel yeah. and all this other <laughs> stuff," and I'm like, "Okay, nah, it's gonna be cool. That that'll be great. That'll be great." So yeah, that that'll be a fun time. Uh, before we run out of time, we do have a couple minutes. So um, did you want to give a shout-out or a thank you to anybody in particular? Oh, well, of course, uh, Frank Dameron of Sunset Cliff Automotive. I yes. mentioned him earlier. He's helped me in the dwarf car thing ever since I started out here. Did he race? He used to race. Uh, he got into a wreck and, and messed his back up. He got into a wreck? Yeah, and, and he, he hurt his back, and oh, yeah. he hasn't been in since. But well, yeah. He um, supports it 110%. Yeah, he's always, he's always there. always out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the little two-wheel going around. Yeah, yeah. And he has uh, Bardo built a sidecar for him. Yes. For his little for, puppy. Yes. Yeah. I haven't met the new puppy. <laughs> but Frank's always been a good friend. So I have to give a shout-out to Frank. Absolutely. Yeah. That's nice of you. Always nice to see him out there. Always. So, um, are you? Are we going to lose you to motorcycles, or are you going to try to I'm do both, to or try to do everything? everything. Uh, so, so, excuse me. You have two bands: motorcycle racing, dwarf car racing, a house that you're trying to make improvements on, yeah. and a lovely wife. Yes. And wait, and do you work? We didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have to. Yeah. Is that a full time job? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's all. That's what supports everything. <laughs> I understand. It's why I stay out of trouble. I race on a teacher's pay. <laughs> uh, Mom, yes, thank ma'am. you so much for saying yes to being my co-host. You are so very um, well. And to the other moms who made the extra attempt, why don't you guys keep listening every Sunday? Dave Stahl and I are here. And Greg Goodwin, number 65? 61. Oh, 61. 61. Yeah. I'm sorry. 65. Black Harris. <laughs> 61, black and white. Yep. It's Nice to have you back. Uh, I appreciate you having me. On radio. I mean, it's nice to have you back on the track. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to say bye. 
<laughs> You've been listening to Racer Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. There we go. See you next week. Rock and roll. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.